Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Happened. Um, hey everybody, welcome to the Refair Podcast. My name is Pagan, and joining me as always is my co-host Dan. I am ready. Oh, fuck yeah. me. I don't even have a fucking one. And joining us um is no stranger to the show, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. What's up, Michelle? And visual Hi. listeners. And I visual listeners. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, we're all very on theme today. I just want to like put a disclaimer out there. I'm not a Gryffindor, but my husband is. And I, I don't have a raven course. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a Gryffindor. The... And then everybody else in my life is a Hufflepuff, unfortunately. Oh, really? I am rocking <laughs> yeah. my true colors. Yeah. I'm a Ravenclaw. It looks dope. I do need to get... My, I want to get the um the Ravenclaw, like, official jumper and stuff like that. But it's, it was quite expensive so when expensive. I went there. But <laughs> they're very I'm fucking, expensive. I know, but they look really good. And they're good quality. I should have just picked them up. Next time. Ah. Next time, Warner Brothers. <laughs> Um, next, time. next time so welcome everybody if it's not yeah. clear already what we are going to do today is we're going to talk about hogwarts legacy Woo. which i'm so excited about <laughs> and that was on state of play quite a while ago unfortunately we had technical difficulties during that episode so michelle couldn't join us but who we are that? picking that uh yeah who uh we're picking <laughs> that back up today with this discussion but i wanted to start out with michelle i know that you're a very 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 big fan of harry potter so big in fact you have Harry Potter tattoo. I do. Yes. Let's see. Let's see. For all so you visual a, listeners. Yeah. There's a lot in here. You're not going to be able to catch it all on the camera. Yeah. Um, but we have, you know, the Deathly Hallows symbol. We have the book, which mm-hmm. specifically has the three stars on it. I have Hedwig up there. I have a lily down at the bottom. I have oh, wow. the um, envelope. I have the Hogwarts Express. Oh, and then there's yeah, the Marauder's Map and the Quidditch. Um, field that's in a Felix Phyllis's bottle. Oh I have God. all of the there's the snake, I uh, have the Mooney Wormtail tablet and prongs all over. You have the Patronus. I do have a Patronus. I have you can't really see it in here, but there is a silhouette of Dumbledore's nose and beard. And then the very top is Hogwarts. Oh this my is God. All on your arm for people who aren't watching. That's <laughs> amazing. All on my uh lower arm. It's a half sleeve. Yeah. That's amazing. My brother has it on his shoulder. He's got um like headwig and he's got the book and then the book is open and there's like little footprints coming out of it and uh I love it. It's like the it's like the real like um it's like the he- the, the headwig is the artwork from like the the book. So it's okay. actually yeah. like I I'm not a massive fan of that particular <laughs> art style like that art book but because the, yeah. it was like it was the first book it was like from our childhood it was that uh on his on, on the back of him. He's got yeah, like a so, um, snitch as uh-huh. well. It's really cool. I have a couple of things about this, which I obviously love it, um, and I should, but oh, some of the imagery is taken from the movie, like the Felix uh, Lewis's bottle specifically. Um, yeah. Uh, there you go. Is from the mm-hmm. movie, and there's the dough in there and everything, and there's a cool. wand on this side that's like kind of making everything happen, um, and I would prefer it to be book-related because I'm a bigger fan of the books, 
Yeah, but same. the imagery is still there and it's still fine. The symbology is there. It's the same. Like is absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> yeah. people do like realistic, like actual realistic Hedwig um, artwork. If you know mm. what I mean? Like it's actually of that owl. And yeah. you're like, damn, that's fucking amazing. Uh, that's and there's amazing. obviously yeah. loads of people out there with Daniel Radcliffe and Hermione, like um, crazy. Emma Watson yeah. tattoos. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Um, I love that there's like, there's those horns for the stag um, or antlers. There's a little rat right there. There is the footprint right yeah, there. And then there's a moon over here. Nice. So, yeah. There's a yeah, lot. Um, there's a lot in it. All right. So well versed, well versed. So we've got So you must be incredibly excited for Hogwarts Legacy. I've rewatched the State of Play th- trailer several times. Right, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, several. <laughs> well, let's get into it. I mean, um, I think previously when we were going to try and do this on a technical, um, we had technical errors. Nobody knows you... Michelle was supposed to be here, Peyton. Yeah, and that's okay. I, <laughs> I will say it. She was completely snuffed out from the last it's episode. Why it's, it's why we're delayed, and I do apologize. Um, is there anything about the game that you're hesitant about michelle or is there anything that you're like oh i don't know about this thing because i feel like if we start off with things that you liked we'll be here all day <laughs> it looks yeah, unreal so, so I i'm thinking like i rewatched it again yesterday and i will say the completionist in me has incredible anxiety already mm. <laughs> like there How I feel about lego star wars massive <laughs> it looks like to the extent if not bigger than skyrim and there are so many different levels of uh, layers, I guess, of intricacies and things that you can do to level up your character. And it it looks massive, which is not a bad thing, but it's going to be a lot to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. I, I'm. This is the game that I'm going to take time off work for. So, yeah, and I guess I should have prefaced because both of you are kind of like, what's the problem? Um, (laughs) I am a very, I am not an open world game player. I prefer linear story-based campaign games, Uncharted, Tomb Raiders, the stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Even the latest Tomb Raider was a little too open world for me because you have all the side quests and all of these things that if you don't do them, then you don't fully complete the game. And I know it is like, Mm -hmm. it's an advancement of technologies and gameplay techniques to have all of these side quests and things to do, which is ironic because I'm a huge Destiny player, right? Which is as big as open world as you can get. Um, But like Uncharted and the original Tomb Raiders, and it's probably because I grew up playing those games, like the original Tomb Raiders, that didn't have all the side extras. I love just linear story-based, get the campaign done and you're done with the game and then you fully finish it. I'm actually super empathetic to that cause because i have a similar problem with open world games i have a very bad tendency to not finish open world games yeah Mm -hmm. like i have a like so many games that i've started and i don't finish especially like the games that are the worst offenders for that uh, to me is with the more recent like ubisoft games with their like checkpoints everywhere and like waypoints like you open the map and there's a million little dots everywhere and i'm like i i don't know what to do with all that like i'm like "Ah." and then i get distracted because I can't follow the story. Like Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man was a a little bad about that. Um, I had the same problem with Ghost of Tsushima. uh, But but especially like, oh, um, Horizon. Horizon did that to me bad too, where I'm like, by the time I'm like finished getting through an area and finishing all the side quests, I totally forget what I'm doing. I'm like, (laughs) why am I here? Who am I? Why Aloy? What is Mm -hmm. Aloy? How is Aloy? (laughs) 
I think yeah, Spider-Man did it did it well though because I think it was yeah. such a small area. Like, Correct. Yeah, it was I open agree. world, but it is it's quite small, so you could just swing around and get everything done pretty quickly, and it's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty easy to complete that one. But I, so I when agree. you open it's the like, map, you have like a million little dots, and you're like, should I go there? Should I go do that? Should I do where do I yeah. go? Yeah. See, I get I get what you're saying, but I think because because it's on a smaller scale, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just focus yeah. on this area, clear this area first, and then move on. Whereas I think with Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Witcher, um, fucking <laughs> Skyrim, yeah, everything like that, you're just like, oh god, it's never that's ending. Something, like you mentioned, Destiny again, and that's the thing that I think Destiny does it better because there aren't a million little dots on the map. Oh, true. Like, yeah, and it's, it's all a bigger. Weekly? Yeah, it's a bigger open yeah. world, but you're not when you open the map, you don't see all these objectives and all these waypoints everywhere. So you just no, you don't. It's a little bit more of a natural exploration. And they're weekly, which, so if you finish some things, then they're going to get knocked off your um, map, and then you know what you have to do for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So for so the other thing that I'm a little concerned about with Hogwarts bringing it back is I'm curious to see how the sorting ceremony goes. Like, do you have any input on where you mm-hmm. get sorted, or are you just going to be randomly selected? Because I know a lot of people are going to want to do their own house and see their own common rooms. It and better then, be. <laughs> if they have time, they're probably going to want to go back and see everybody else's common rooms. So there was um, a couple of sp- speculations about this as well, because I know that uh, some of my friends and I were talking about this, and I think that you will pick your house and your attributes then will be contributed to your house. So for example, like if you're picking Hufflepuff, you might be really charismatic or like your, your biology or um, herbology mm. skill level will probably be greater or something like, like so you'll have advantages per house. Your house will determine your starting statistics is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I got you. So like um, a Ravenclaw will probably have like a higher intelligence mm-hmm. rating or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Like wit. it might, might be easier to skill up in class say on a yeah. Ravenclaw but it might be like you're better off facing beasts as a Gryffindor Gryffindor you know yeah. so I, I think I think that's that is maybe like my speculation somebody else did also say that they enjoy doing the sorting quiz so potentially maybe they'll include both maybe it'll give you a thing where you say pick your house or let the sorting hat sort you so that you can have have like um, a quick quiz and then you can answer that and see what happens well um, and the other did- thing Oh, sorry. Right, right, sorry. Like the Go other ahead. thing that they were speculating, it, like it was just these three things. So either you pick them, you have both option to pick and a little quiz, or maybe it might be connected to your Pottermore account, so that yeah, you can I, think, pick I thought up. I had seen that that it would be connected to your Pottermore account. Like if you could maybe log in at the beginning or something like that. I don't know. I don't know if they'll. Um, I don't know if they'll do it, but I think that it is kind of interesting because then you can really continue playing. Like, I mean, I have a redwood ro- wand and I have a right. You know your wand. Like, Patronus. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's like an element of fun being like, yeah, but I just want to be a fucking Hufflepuff for once, yeah. or I want to be a Gryffindor. Well, I was gonna, if I if I may, what? in the recording that shall not be named from last time, <laughs> uh, we had talked about this briefly, and we had mentioned the the sorting using the quiz, like the personality test that's on Pottermore. Yes, uh, I feel like that would be a good suit, and maybe what would be a great fit if they're not already doing this is allow you to take the quiz and say, okay, based on your answers, this is what house you would be. But if you want, you can pick any house. Yeah, interesting. You know? Yeah, like that. I yeah. think that would be the best uh, flexibility slash accessibility going into the game to give players this is what you are based on your answers. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to play something else, you can. If it, that would also make sense in terms of the sorting hat, because the sorting hat does mm. take your um, 
your requests or whatever into consideration. Yeah. 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 So even he'll he'll be like, well, you're a Gryffindor, but you can, you can pick a house if you don't want Gryffindor. It would lean into that that because like, yeah, that would make sense. In the books, you know, Harry would have been a Slytherin, but because he wanted to be a Gryffindor, the hat said, Mm -hmm. okay, you're Gryffindor. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to create a new sorting hat song. That, I don't know. I kind of want, want the OG. Oh, but you know what? Actually, didn't the game tra- gameplay trailer say that you're starting as a fifth year? Yes. You're starting as a fifth year. So, so how, it, it, do you get sorted? You yes. would still get sorted because you're coming into Hogwarts. You've never been to Hogwarts before. Yeah. I don't know how much I like that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're a fifth year. And I think like there was also a lot of debate about this. Like, why a fifth year? And my reasoning was you're old enough to cast any of those spells that Correct. you're not you're not quite um, old enough to in the in the in the previous years. You also have special permission, so you don't have any like un like uh, restricted areas or anything like that at Hogwarts. You have all yeah. uh, access. And disapparation is something that you learn in fifth year, and that is going to c- clearly take part a lot in this game. So. I think being a fifth year or coming into fifth year makes sense. It also makes sense coming in as an outsider into Hogwarts because that will give them reason to be like, well, let me explain this and let me explain that um, to to us, the the audience or the, the game. Yeah, so. I would say that's short of if they made a game where you actually start as a first year and you grow mm-hmm. up through years in Hogwarts, like that would be a whole different experience. And maybe they played that's around with that. Maybe yeah, they so started they... that way and then thought, man, you're going to spend four years not being able not to being do able defensive, to do, yeah. not being able to do offensive spells. You know, you're only going to be doing the basic stuff. And like, that's yeah. kind of boring. You know, it's like, well, not necessarily. they could have, uh, somebody could argue like, why can't you just like level up through your classes or whatever like that, which, which you could do. But I feel like what you're saying, Dan is like, it would take it completely a different direction than probably what they wanted to do yeah. because it's so mm-hmm. massive the way they have it now that if you had to spend time leveling up to get to that point, it would it would be a completely different experience. Yeah, yeah. And some, some people did that say shortcut. that mm-hmm. maybe it would be um, fifth year through seventh year, so that it's not just fifth year yeah. as a student. Yeah, I mean, and we know that know time passes in the game; their season changes, right? And, so, and you can't operate or disoperate within the grounds, but you we do know that you you like, can when you go out to Hogsmeade the Castle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, and so part of the storyline is the Goblin Rebellion, which we know happens in the 1800s, and it says that this is in the 1800s. So yes, mm-hmm. which is cool. I'm very excited Rebellion. about that. Yeah, mm. yeah, and I believe it's just just when Dumbledore is going to be a student, so he could be a peer at Hogwarts. That you'll. So I've been continue. thinking about that. I'm thinking that he might come by the time we are leaving. So if it is like yeah, potentially. five, seven. Like a little like, hey, hi, cameo yeah. kind of thing. So by the mm-hmm. time like maybe the story is over, maybe like an end credit oh. scene or something is going to be like. They, they pass Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. That'd be cool. Like, enjoy I'm your time at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. Was, was like that it. your only concern looking at the mm-hmm. game? So the completionist thing is a big deal for me. Um, and then the sorting ceremony, I was a little concerned about just because I don't know how they're going to do that. Obviously, um, sure. I did have something really stupid, which we discussed <laughs> before, um, which is so when I first started watching the trailer, I was like, oh, no, I got really mad because it looked like they were taking creative liberties with the professors. But that was before it explained that it was in the 1800s. But then it did this little trailer of um little shot of like professor ben's teaching history of magic 
and it irked me the wrong way, ruffled my feathers for some stupid reason, because I was like, that means that they're determining that Professor Benz is already a ghost, because right in the books, it, uh, he died in his chair teaching, and they just got up and went on with his day, didn't know he died. But what about um, Headless Nick? So Nick is there, uh, yeah, Nick which makes died sense. In a while. Yeah. Yeah, he and he still the, wants to do the Headless Hunt. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so with Professor Benzu, it was just kind of like, well, they're saying that he died already, and they never said when he died, and it like bugged me for some stupid reason. So uh, I, I do, I do. You have discussed this with me before, and I did Google it, and I was like, no, because that never bothered me, because I was like, no, he, but he is dead. Like he's been dead for ages, and it turns out it does um, give you a Google description. They don't know when he died, but they estimate he died between the mid 1800s. And he had to have died before 1942, before the Chamber of Secrets were open for the first time. So he he died at some point in that time. And because this Why? game is set in the late 1800s, it, he could have just been died. He could have just been dead one year in this. Yeah. Game. Why did he have to die before the Chamber of Secrets was opened? And uh, because he didn't remember the chamber being the chamber being opened before. Okay. I believe like it, it, it said mm-hmm. that in the second book or whatever like that, they were asking him about the chamber of secrets and he, Oh, didn't you're know right. About it you're right. He, yeah. 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 Um, I remember it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And right. that was the like, 1942, I think when the first chamber was opened. Um, first time the chamber yes. was opened. Yes. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, well that's kind of interesting. I'm, I am very interested to look at all of the new professors though, because I think Harry Potter has kind of been, like not done to death, but we have seen so many iterations of um, like these characters and we've gotten to know these characters for so long and we, we have them so well like versed. It's really nice to be put into mm. the same world, but at a different time and introduce new characters or different characters and like that. I also really appreciate going back in time rather than forward or in present times or anything that like that. Relates I think it relates to my sense. excitement and uh love for the fantastic beast series because like i love that it's set in the same universe but in a different time period time. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah the um the herbology professor looks really cool i want to get to know her a little bit she looks night neat i was also gonna yeah, totally um say how i don't know what the legal side of things are right now with jk rowling and whatnot but i'm hoping that anything that they do as a studio is like canon and they have liberties to create things within that canon to add to the overall story arc of well, the way other Harry things Potter. typically go with Harry Potter, I would hope slash assume that she's at least part of it because typically she approves a lot of things, um, mm-hmm. and she has a, a lot of she at least has her fingers in most of things that come out. For this, I'm not really sure, but it is a pretty inclusive game, so I would hope slash assume that she had a little bit of part of it or say in it. As far as I know. People feel free to put this in the comments <laughs> if I'm wrong. But as far as I know, she doesn't have anything to do with the game or the story. I felt like that's what I had heard too. Interesting. But she owns the rights to Harry Potter. So she will yeah. still get some sort of revenue, I believe, from this thing. Like they're because she owns a license, basically. They Warner mm. Brothers didn't buy her out of the license of Harry Potter. So she owns a license. So she, they, they have to pay a licensing fee. But other than that, I think they are able to take creative liberties where possible like if it's something outrageous i don't think she would have even signed a contract for i'm sure but that's interesting i wonder how is, that works yeah like you can't just yeah you just can't you can't just introduce guns at hogwarts Do you know what i mean like it just doesn't yeah. make sense so 
Um, but what I think maybe would have happened was she would have had a meeting, a production meeting regarding all of this um, speculation here. And then mm. that team showed them what they wanted to do. I was yeah. like, here's the thing. And that team, when you when you watch State of Play again and like look at the team at the end and listen to what they're saying, they have read the books like a thousand times creating this game because they're such big fans that they want to stick to everything as possible. So we just know for sure that there wouldn't be any creative liberties. And then I'd say that she's probably had a contract to that effect as well to say that like you can't just put in blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she's had an actual hand in anything in relation to this uh project again don't know please don't quote me on that like do you can put that in the comments if i'm wrong well but i think that it's not but she will still get some kind of i wonder how that relates to the fantastic beast series because the fantastic beast movies aren't based on books right they're no, like but completely... she does have part of that i think she does she's have an executive books. producer in those right right yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's a fantastic beast book yeah that's it's a pretty confined story, though, isn't it? Like, I can't say I've read that one. So the Fantastic Beast book is actually Fantastic Beast in Beasts. the world of Harry Potter and their definition and what they are. Yeah, right, like it's a literal, story. Not, it's like a not book. A story. No, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. But I think she was a, a producer on those uh, That's what I'm films. saying, though, is that those films' story was completely original and created for the films. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was. But yeah. I, she had a hand in it, I believe. Right. So I that's where I'm hoping that the games have did... the ability to do that as well. Yeah, I think she also had a hand in the script writing in the first one, possibly. I think so, yeah. Again, I'm not sure. Um, but, that but yeah, she's, of... she's more heavily involved in that. I do have a qualm against, which is completely random, um, books being turned into movies. And specifically for Harry Potter, reasoning is because I love the movies. I do, kind of. Um, but... Uh, uh, I love that they were able to be expanded for more people to enjoy. We'll say that. Yes. Um, and so where Harry Potter is today is just astounding to me because it's been a love of mine forever. Um, being a little girl growing up in bumfuck West Virginia. And um, <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about Cute it, though, or the thing that I don't enjoy about it is it takes all imagination away, which is kind of why some people like movies. Mm -hmm. But I read the books close to a thousand times easily over and over and over and over and over um and i had my own way of saying things which incorrect or correct doesn't matter i had my own way of picturing things and how she you know painted the scenes and painted the pictures and the people and then the movies take that immediately away and you then have your own visual because or you have a visual that's being given to you and that you don't have your own so it's similar with this. What I enjoy about the the state of play that I saw is it's all of these people who are huge fans taking their own images of what they saw when they were reading the books and making it their own and putting it into a different time frame. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. appreciate that. Mm. Oh, yeah, same. I think like um, I totally agree. I actually am not a massive fan of the movies. I like the first three um the fourth one was okay and then the rest of them i i really just don't like them i like it's nothing to the production or anything like that i i, I i'm not a massive fan of the direction i just don't really like how they've condensed those books into the display that they did um love the actors i, like the I, thought, movie, I think they're great but the sixth yeah. movie was meh and then seven and eight were just like they felt like 
way, way, way they've too just, long. They chopped <laughs> some stuff together and they've missed massive chunks of time and mm. research story. and effort and, and story and relationships. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't just them together and make it make sense and that's why i think that's why it didn't make sense to me as a reader Um, here's an interesting take maybe because i assume have you were both of you like you read the books before you watched the movies oh way way before yeah yeah. okay so now i'm the other way around i watched the movies first then i read the books well the books were still coming out as the movies were in development i didn't watch them right away though i didn't start really i didn't watch the later harry potter movies for several years so the first movie came out in 2001 and the third book I think had either just come out or it was still coming out. Right. And I didn't start watching Harry Potter movies until the fourth one came out. Interesting. Okay. So I, I'm very late to Harry Potter. I was very late to it. I actually, I tried reading the first book in like the late two thousands, but I didn't really get a chance to, and I didn't get into it. I was like, Oh, I know this is really popular. I know they're making a movie. I want to check it out. And I, for whatever reason, I didn't get to actually read it. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to, you know, 2015 or so, I had seen all the movies. I was like, man, these last two movies are kind of dull. I don't really know what the hell's going on. I don't There's understand so what to the... uncover. Well, here's the thing is I then went back and read all the books. Yeah. And I when I read the the final book, I was like, oh my God, there's so much weight and depth to the Deathly Hallows that I did not get from the movies. Mm-hmm. Like they just didn't portray that. I didn't understand what was happening in the movies. Until I read the yeah. books, and now I'm like, oh. I think ultimately, one. like, it came down to like not only direction, but probably stuff the studio wanted. Um, yeah. uh, I I imagine that that's probably what they did. So I think probably I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they did the best that they could with what they had to do for the yeah. studio to meet these guidelines, etc. Because I mean, at that point, it was a well earning money making machine, and they're like, you got to hit these beats so we can get six right. million dollars off this one section, that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I don't. I think they did the best with they that the best that they could with what they had, but the books, in my opinion, are far superior. Anyways, the, the game one, looks great. <laughs> anyway, the game looks fantastic. And actually, on Michelle's note, like I'm the same. When books are translated into film, if I'm a fan of the books, I'm like, ah, I don't really know how you're going to do this. But the game looks like what I've always wanted. Because obviously in the books, like you're concentrated about Harry and his story and the relationships with all of that. And the world is fantastic. But a lot of that comes down to relationships, except after, especially after, sorry, the third book and in the third book, essentially, right? You're kind of concentrating on all of that. Um, Whereas this now is just like, hey, it's magic. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it looks so good. Like who doesn't want to explore Hogwarts, right? Like Hogwarts looks awesome. And the fact that they like took a completely different section out of the gameplay trailer to be like Hogwarts and exploration. And like there's secret passageways and there's little dungeons and there's this and there's that, that you can go do. It's just like, yeah, like I hope with (laughs) the campaign, they give you time to just explore. I hope it's not like a timed thing and you have to get certain things done. And I hope you can just kind of walk around the castle and be like, there's this and there's that and go explore things because they certainly really hinted cool. at it in that state of play yeah that you yeah, can. yeah i think it will be because i think uh one of the developers was like i was supposed to do this one thing but then got lost 45 minutes in hogwarts <laughs> because i was just yeah. boring i think it'll be definitely like that it'll be kind of like on the um uh horizon zero dawn vibe i think where it's like hey you got to go do this next thing and to progress the story you've got to go here and talk to this person but then it like gives you control of the world and you could go and do whatever you want and then go talk to that person. 
The um, other thing I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious about there's so there's two things actually you just brought one up um, is if it's one of those games that's kind of like you you can choose the dialogue which then progresses the story a certain way. True. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how it's gonna do it. And then the other thing that I'm curious about are your companions. So they make a big point to tell you that you have a companion. And there was a shot where you have like a Hufflepuff companion with the Gryffindor student. So I don't think it's house specific. Mm-hmm. But I'm also wondering if no matter who you choose. So if I choose that Hufflepuff companion, if you choose that Hufflepuff companion, will it be the same story? Will it be the exact same experience with that companion? I you know what so. I mean? I think so. Only for... um like budget and yeah. time and things like that. For well. like, storytelling purposes so, too. Yeah, for, to, to create so many different stories, I think it'll work. I think like in, in the trailer, they showed you a couple of those characters and they're like, you could go with this Hufflepuff or you could go with this Gryffindor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they, Those people will progress your story the same way that it'll progress everybody else's story. Because yeah. regardless um, of what character you make, you're still playing the same story. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I think there'll be like different companions around the school, maybe that can help you get to something. So it's not always going to be those one companions. So I think like those companions will help you um, progress in your story. And then I think that if you come across a a trial or like a puzzle or something like that, that's Slytherin specific, you might have to go and find a Slytherin. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about that. Talk to them and see can they give you the password for their dormitory, or maybe if they'll help you, you're gonna need a Slytherin because they can speak parcel tongue or something. You know what I mean? Like something like that. That makes sense because the one that they did show in the trailer with the Hufflepuff, they were doing herbology things and she was like naming a plant. So that would be I didn't yes. think about it that way. I thought that maybe whoever you decide to go with is who you're with the entire game. That would be much more immersive if you're able to kind of just go be like, shit, I need a Slytherin, let me go get one. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think it'll be like, like I say, very specific people. They'll just be plotted around Hogwarts. That's my speculation anyway. Yeah. So I also saw a theory of in the game, you are relate. you end up being related to Merlin. And if you watch yes. the gameplay trailer, there are a lot Merlin. of little things about Merlin. He's on like a stained glass window. Uh, yes. There's a lot of Merlin like narrative. So I'm interested to see if that comes true. That's fun. cool. It it it, mm-hmm. it makes me think of like like the ancient magic and stuff like that, and I think mm-hmm. that's really cool because it's something we really haven't explored as Harry Potter fans. Um, it could also like, explain some of the background as to why you're able to join Hogwarts as a fifth year. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the I think there there's going to be a story related thing there, like either your life is in danger or something like that, and you have to go to Hogwarts because of this thing, and maybe it's like a little secret or something like that, because um the goblins and whoever the fancy evil villain person in the top hat is are <laughs> looking for you man. and are just like shit, this kid you know is powerful, so I think there's going to be a much deeper storyline there, which I'm mm. very excited. Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't just stop at the Goblin Rebellion, right? Because that's already been revealed. I'm we know sh- the yeah, Goblin I'm sure Rebellion that's just a tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah I hope they're sure not going to tell be. us more. Not yeah. yet, anyways. Hopefully, they don't. I think too much. Uh, I don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> what I yeah. kind of hope happens is, I kind of hope that they're going to spin this Goblin Rebellion like, "Ooh, that's evil. It's bad," and then at the end, be like, "Oh shit, they have a fucking point though." Like, I kind of hope <laughs> that you're just like. Oh, like, and you can see that they're like the hero of their own story and be like, well, we've been oppressed for this many times, and this many years, and blah, blah, blah. Like, this is why we're rising up. And you're like, 
oh yeah you're not actually just like evil people you're you're, you're not having apples. a legit story yeah, yeah. i think I, that's what i want i kind of want like a heroic twist almost that you're just kind of like oh we're the villains <laughs> like, right shit. well and if you think about it that's how they kind of try to twist it for the house elves I mean, yeah, we're kind of not really great to them. Um, I know. For fucking <laughs> right. He just keeps like uh, leaving shit around the house for them. And they're like, can you stop? We don't want to be free. We like Hogwarts. Fuck off. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me All alone, right. Ronnie. Speaking of, we get to go in the kitchens. I know. Yeah, right. I'm so That's excited. so cool. We get oh, to go and see them work and see how it happened. That's so cool. I've always, I wanted that to happen in the movies. And then, of course, it didn't. I'm also curious if Peeves is there. Mm. Oh, he's in. The, he's in the trailer. Did they show him? Yeah, I thought they oh, showed him. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I he's that. in the gesture. He's in the jester outfit, floating behind yes. your character. Okay. It's right. just because he's not see through that you're like, uh But he's a poltergeist, so why would he? Yeah, correct. Because I, I know they said his name specifically in saying that he'll cause mischief from time to time. You're right. Kind of thing. I'm retarded. I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about. That. I got to no, 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 no. Um, yeah. So I think that's gonna be exciting to see Peeves, and I want to see the hassle that he causes. Yeah. Uh, and have your relationship with the ghosts and stuff like that is going to be really cool. I have to say, though, the kitchen, one of my best, the best features in that trailer, because I was like, finally, like, re- I really wanted to see this. Representation. It was, well, no, but it was huge, <laughs> right? Because in as a kid, I was like, oh, magic, the food just appears. And when they tell you why the food appears, I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. I did not think of this. And that's really cool. So I'm really excited to see that. I'm excited to explore the um, prefect's bathroom as well. Something we've never seen in the in the movie to an extent. You only see it in the yeah. fourth one a little bit, right? You only kind mm. of just get a glimpse. It's of interesting the fourth one. that we know exactly that it's the prefect's bathroom because it looks how it's supposed to look. Yeah, yeah. This massive <laughs> swimming pool of a bath. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the room of requirement is there. Can we take a moment for the room of requirement? What a fucking <laughs> genius yeah, how move. How perfect of a game mechanic is that? How perfect. beautiful. That room was written for you, friends. Oh, yes. oh that looks and so I was, good. I was going to say, because in the, the episode that won't be named, we had talked about the room of requirement. I said that one of my bigger concerns and worries was that when they show the footage of the, the room of requirement and they show like the, the plants growing or the uh, potions brewing, they had right. times on them. It mm-hmm. was like 29 minutes and 34 seconds. And I, that made me go, I really hope that's not a gotcha, like pay a dollar to make this happen now kind of thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Especially because Port Key, as I know, and I mm-hmm. people can fact check this. Uh, I believe this is their full first full-fledged actual console game. And prior mm-hmm. to that, they've only done the mobile Harry Potter yes. games, which are gotcha games to an extent. So I was like, I hope but they're the not going to try to. of mobile games are typically gotcha games. So hopefully yeah, they and... were able to kind of. But they did that. say in a, a press release after that trailer came out that there are no microtransactions. There are no paid DLC. It's a single player game. Yeah. That they're, that, that's it. It's a confined experience. You know. Which is great. So and I'm I really think... happy about that. And I'm like, okay, so potion brewing, taking time, makes sense. Understandable. You know, it takes time to brew. It's got to sit there for a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, polyjuice potion takes 30 days. Right, exactly. Yeah. I get it. Well, I think that, like, I, I was saying this um, previously when we had this conversation, is that I can understand that, like, the frustration of, like, oh, this thing's going to take 27 minutes. Ugh, like, I need to go do this thing now, so you're going to have to explore. So it might force you to explore a little bit. But yeah. also, I think with the more skills you achieve or the more classes you attend, the quicker your stuff is going to take. Like, so the, like the quicker it will... Um, 
uh, be to brew the potion or grow and that the might be in like the, like the herbology build tree is like exactly you know, you can grow plants 10% faster or 15% mm. faster exactly and I think that dependent on your house you'll have so I think it's in Slytherin your potions might be quicker or mm. in herbology or sorry in uh, Hufflepuff your herbology plants growing stuff like that is going to be quicker and I have to say that I think the room of requirement is such a fucking genius move and being able to customize it to the player, like to like, there's an area where you can I fully customize it. That looks so the, cool. It's the and beast unique. area. It's the area where you yes, can house your beasts, beasts. and That's you can right. build That's your right. own custom houses and yeah. layouts mm-hmm. and places for your beast to live. I I actually kind of geeked pretty hard at that, and I'm like, yeah, Ooh, I, like I want Harry Potter. <laughs> especially if it was like you could have like a little briefcase that you could climb into. I'd be all about that. <laughs> yeah, I want all the cute creatures. I can't wait. Um, I gotta tame them all. I think one of the biggest things, well, like, other than the room of requirements, house- right? With the, the, the <laughs> yeah, tame them all. You don't tame magical creatures. No, they just work with you. Yeah. Um, but okay. I, but you can like brush them with a little magic brush and all, and the nifter just goes, it's so cute. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. But what the biggest thing, other than the room of requirement for me, which I thought was fucking dope, was the practical application of herbology. Mm. Other than in the first book slash movie, when um she falls into or sorry when the kids fall into Devil's Devil Snare, Snare, there was really hardly any practical use of herbology, and I'm like, oh, why do we use this then? And then we talk mm-hmm. about the mandrakes and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but yeah, not until the second not. one, yeah, when the mandrakes come in and yeah, and you're just kind of like, okay, lives. great, and then it just was forgotten about the rest of the time and i'm other than so gillyweed cool yeah sure. yeah yeah two 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 and that was um a plant anyway from uh Dobby. bart bart bartis mm. that's it party crouch uh party crouch mm-hmm. there we go um but anyway so i think that the practical application of herbology in um like action in like combat seems really cool because we haven't yeah and they hint at something about saying or you can use the magic that your professors don't understand to eviscerate your enemies and then he like does a thor like lightning lightning bolt yeah right and it's like oh my jesus like what is my power which is another thing leading into like the merlin thing like maybe i'm a lineage the family lineage merlin which is pretty cool i'm wondering about the ability to do the killing curse does that mean there's going to be a morality system? There was a scene in the trailer where there was a green spout of magic that was oh, like... Oh, you well, can hear it. They, they say... Yeah, like they say you can do the killing curse. So it's like, is that a thing you can just do at no consequence? Or does it no. mean you're a bad wizard? All right. If, I'm kind of like, can do it, <laughs> if you can do it with no consequence, then that is a poor form to the movie. Right, that's kind of like yeah. how I see it. I think they'll. I think they will for that reason. For what Michelle said, they're going to have morality, uh, morality choices uh, yeah. in the game for sure. Because you'll just you become feel... a renowned evil genius. So we mentioned it a, me- a second ago. How do you guys feel about it being like a single player? I'm okay with that. So honestly. good. <laughs> Are I'm, you going to think or want them to Im- implement being able to explore Hogwarts with your friends? It depends on the challenges <laughs> that would be there f- for that. Like, I can understand, like, um, Destiny, where you all kind of team up or whatever, and you go do a raid and all this kind of stuff. I think that's cool. But 
it would totally depend on the challenges. I don't see the point if I'm honest. I'm like, yeah, cool. I could have just done this myself. I I don't really understand it. Maybe it'll be like options to do a Quidditch match or something cool. But what if they make it like not necessarily story specific and they just make it to where kind of like Hogwarts is like the tower in Destiny where you can just go hang out. You can explore uh, things. You can just go hang out. You can be chatting. You can do like some of the secret passageways, go, you know, with something like that. It would be cool. I think it would be a little, it would be a lot of work on their end. Uh, yeah. But it would be, just be cool. Like if I could be chatting with one of you or if we're sitting in Hogwarts Castle, like, oh, come here, look at this moving staircase. That's fucking cool. Would you, would you prefer mm-hmm. that though? Like, would you actually, cause I am totally... not when it comes to the story. No, I, I am fine with it being a single player as we're progressing through the game and I'm doing my own thing. But after we're finished with it, and if you just want to hang out in the world of Harry Potter, which is the reason of reading the book so many times, and you get to do that mm. with friends, that would be really cool. I see what you're saying. I mean, I'm just not a multiplayer kind of person in that way. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you, I get you. But I, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I would rather just meet up with my friends and talk about the the like Harry Potter. But I totally understand what you're yeah. saying. Like in, in Halo and some of that's different. Like you're just hanging and chilling and it's a good time. For me, I could say I am a little upset that there's no co-op aspect, but that's more oh. because I know people would have appreciated being able to co-op the game. Mm-hmm. And um, like I could say specifically, like Brandy was really hoping that we'd be able to play through and experience that story together. Together, yeah. If it was a fixed, like, control, like, two, maybe three people yeah. max, like, and you play through the missions of the story together in some sort of reasonable, sensible way, I would be terrified that they take like an Avengers approach to it and they make it mm-hmm. that kind of like games as a service or destiny approach to it. Mm-hmm. I would think it has to be a hard fixed, like it's multiplayer, but it's really limited to like, you can play through the missions, like especially with the open world aspect, I'm sure there's, mm-hmm. they probably weighed their options when it came to multiplayer. They might've at one point considered it or had it, you know, testing for multiplayer and maybe this would be cool if they added it later, maybe as like a DLC or mm-hmm. a download, like more games are doing that. Like yeah. Halo is going to add a co-op mode. Uh, Returnal just added a co-op mode. Uh, if they can right. figure out a way to do it smartly, I'd be down because I would love to explore Hogwarts with a friend. Yeah. And know, I'm our- interested also to see as time goes on, because it says it's going to be ho- released around the holidays of this year. If you're able to pre-order it, which I'm sure you will be able to, what kind of rewards they'll give you for pre-orders? Because that's mm-hmm. going to also kind of give you a little hint as to how you're going to be able to play or like some of the features in the game. Because whatever they kind of give you is going to be a little hint into this is what you can use this for or something like that. Mm. A little I don't bit know if I, I don't think I've ever pre-ordered a game. Um, and I've I don't pre-ordered think I almost would now. every Destiny uh, expansion. Mm. I so. yeah I'm just not I don't think I'm, I'm just I'm just not about it I'm not about the pre-order I'd rather just get it on release um especially because like they introduced like way back when that you could just get digital copies right you don't need to get the physical oh. copy anymore I will get the physical copy and honestly if there's like a cool fucking um exclusive edition or like a legacy edition or something I don't know a legendary edition I don't know something cool something cool See, with, I'm like, a sucker for like statues and thing. things like all the yeah. statues I have specifically from like collector's editions and things, yeah, like yeah. Edition, Resident Evil, you know. I'm a very I think if, um, if they brought something like that item thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I want that. Like I definitely want that. But I don't think I will be pre ordering anything because I don't see yeah. 
yeah, I, I, I see sure. what you mean because then you're like, oh, well, that like give me like some some benefits and awesome kind of like, yeah, but I don't I don't technically agree with that. I don't think people who pre-order the game should be getting any extra stuff because I'm like, oh, we're still we're paying the same money for the same game. Oh, that's an interesting I'm just paying it on the day. Been an incentive system for pre-ordering since they started yeah, doing pre-orders back in like the late. Or I'd Probably why I'm 2000s. like ah, pre-orders. I can <laughs> like, remember the earliest of pre-orders. Like I remember going into like Toys R Us or you know Walmart, and they'd be like, "You can pre-order this game," and I'm like, "Why would I do that?" You know, and they're like, "Well, you can pay for it now and then get it when it comes out." Like, okay, or I can just right, pay for sure. it then. <laughs> you know, and it's it was like companies started doing pre-orders as a way to incentivize that they're going to people are going to buy the game from them so they're mm. they're ensnaring yeah, yeah, the true, person to buy true. it from them early and that's where pre-orders started getting bigger and bigger and bigger because it was companies fighting for the dollar okay like, that's so you know, i'm a really big tangible item person so even when digital order things started coming out i was not a big fan i'm like no i want to have this and look at it and see it so i have tons of games the disc games and on my PS4, you know, you needed the disc and then the PS5 came out with a version of not using the disc. And I'm like, but now I need the PS5 because I have all these discs for my PS4 <laughs> um, right. and I would want to buy it anyway. The only thing that I have bought recently that is digital only are the pre the last few expansions on destiny because they're expansions. So they're going to be digital only. I would prefer to have a disc copy disc. of like the witch mm -hmm. queen which that would be fucking cool. And Hogwarts Legacy, I am getting everything possible to that says Hogwarts I Legacy. I want it all, it. please. Yeah, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> but you also made all. me think of something because it is called Legacy. Merlin is a legacy. Legacy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's supposed to be that way, right? It's supposed to be <laughs> yeah, like you you have this unhidden, like unhidden, you have the secret power and, you know, that's what the goblins are after and all this kind of stuff. Correct, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so sure. Are we I mean, the it's all this chosen one stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. This chosen one. Stuff. Right. Um. Yeah. So I'm excited to. Uh, I think about this game every day. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Since this has been announced as like like teased, I have thought about this game every day. And then since state of play, it's just gotten more intense. And I'm like, I can't wait to play this game. <laughs> I it's just definitely think it always comes like a book time off work like really <laughs> right. really do i need to plan vacation months in advance I'm i not, mean people did I'm that for kidding. the witch queen expansion released just yeah. now uh, yeah i think i'll probably I did do for that. the last of us part two i think I, it, was... I took, I took a day which is friday cause it, yeah because yeah. it came out on a friday so i was like yeah. dope it's like the friday off and then i got the three days to play this game on oh, real yep. Um, so I'm hoping something similar happens with hogwarts hey listen devs if you're listening <laughs> a friday would be great <laughs> But so they do say holiday. So does that mean it's going to come out around Black Friday time or is it going to be a Christmas release? Uh, it can well, be holiday usually implies November or December. Yeah, Correct. it depends. It could, well, it could go from anywhere between well, for the holiday season in gaming okay. releases is November and December. Which I'm so excited about. Please, God. So. Well, so if it comes out in November, nobody's going to see me at Christmas. Uh, Same. <laughs> Take care, everybody. I will be busy. Bye. Yeah, bye. Uh, <laughs> My Don't son will be in me. his room from November to December. Yeah, I can't wait. I just can't wait to get lost. I'm just so excited about this fucking game. It's fucking awesome. Calm down, man. And like, the character customization <laughs> looks dope. Like, oh, oh I can't. Make I can't. I want to play as a different person in every house. I just want so yeah. many save files and I just want to pick. Oh, 
And it looks like, well, you don't know if it's Gringotts or not, but it does look like you might be able to see like the underneath of Gringotts. That's true, which makes me think, can we get into Diagon Alley? Mm. Because it wasn't in the trailer. It wasn't in State of Play. It was only Hogsmeade and like the area surrounding Hogwarts, which is in the middle of the countryside, right? And you do fly a hippogriff. And you do fly a hippogriff, which is so cool. Like, I know. Room exploration and um, the hippogriff exploration thing looks amazing. Now, I do have to say, oh, okay, well, somebody had brought this up in a a video that I watched somewhere, and they were like, I wonder how they would limit you to do that, right? Because they're not going to put, like, see-through walls. But I'm kind of like, but isn't there an enchantment around Hogwarts to protect them? So Mm -hmm. you might just hit the enchantment and be like, Mm -hmm. no, shit, I can't go out there. Mm. And then you have to fly back. Because that makes sense. Like, if if they're going to give you a broom... You're just gonna keep flying the rest of the world, <laughs> like so. That makes sense. If there's an enchantment around Hogwarts, somebody brought that up, and I was like, "But there's an enchantment to protect." Yeah, and it Hogwarts. doesn't expand into Hogsmeade because you can operate and separate within Hogsmeade, but you can't within exactly. the grounds. So exactly, but you have to like. There's a specific way to get into Hogsmeade and, and stuff like that as well. Like, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's it's because broom and um, beast flight has been prohibited basically through these enchantments in Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. You just walk to Hogsmeade. Or disapparate, yeah. like you said. Or a train. Oh, good. So... Or the train! Oh, <laughs> oh the, the train. train station, the Hogwarts, the Hogsmeade uh-huh. train station looks so cute. We're never going to get to talk about the PlayStation Plus, are we? Oh, the so this, this came out on State <laughs> of Play, and uh, <laughs> um, no, this is interesting, but it isn't exclusive to PlayStation. No. Yeah, and definitely wanted to highlight that not. earlier. Hogwarts yes. Legacy, although coming out on State of Play, is not PlayStation no, However, it, was a play, it was not. a PlayStation State of Play. Yeah. Yes. But this but, game. But the, it is available. For those, if you didn't know, Hogwarts Legacy is coming to all major consoles and I believe PC. Yes. Which is going to be so cool. I myself will be playing this on PlayStation. Same. I hope it's cross, or possibly well, Xbox. Crossplay wouldn't matter, honestly, because well, right, if it gets on the, Game Pass. Yeah, that goes into the co-op thing, though, right? <laughs> so if it's a yeah. single it's player no game, way. then crossplay doesn't need to be a thing. There's no way I could come out on Game Pass. If it came out on Game Pass, oh. I'd be very surprised. Now, insane. Now, Game Pass has also, also had a lot of WB games before, though. True. Okay. True. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but this is such a massive game. I know. They massive, pay- I yeah. don't know. They pay a lot of money and to get games on Game Pass. So you know what though? What what is interesting though is if it is available on Game Pass, if it does become available on Game Pass, which is a high likelihood. Like, let's just be real. It it could. It is um, a great thing about Xbox Game Pass is same day release. So Unless if it releases on the 1st of April, yeah. If it releases on the 1st of April and it comes out in Game Pass, it is available on the 1st of April. With PlayStation Plus, which was recently announced regarding the new membership tiers and kind of um, the, com- the combination of PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus, as far as I know, it is not same day release. Well, they did say it was specific to PlayStation Studios games won't be day one yeah they but yeah but they won't be day one but then like i mean would they really get hogwarts like say it's available in game pass i don't think they're gonna have that available i mean it's day. possible you know they did have um grand theft auto on playstation now day one true there was a place so i didn't the, see the um announcement for playstation plus what did they say was happening so essentially uh it's been rumored for a couple of weeks now that sony yeah. is working on a form of game pass but um 
that was called project or was it spartacus project spartacus yeah um and mm-hmm. then now they, they've officially released the tier systems that they're going to come out with that's going to effectively um like the it's going to dissolve playstation now mm-hmm. okay so playstation now is going away but it's being uh pushed into playstation plus so okay. playstation plus will have what's called the essentials plan which mm-hmm. is what everybody has now it's what you're doing now yeah. so you're if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you will become a PlayStation Plus Essential member. Okay. And nothing changes. But then they're okay. going to add, is it two more, three more tiers on top of that? Just two more tiers on top of that. So you'll have um, the next it, tier. Uh, was it pl- Premium? And I forget now. Uh, premium is the, is the top one. Um, yeah. So essentially oh, you pay, just... I think it's $15 a month for the next tier up. And that's going to include basically what PlayStation Now was. So you're going to be able to start streaming and playing games with through a membership. Okay. Sim- like kind of what PlayStation Now already is. Like PlayStation is. Now, yeah. And then yeah. the premium membership is going to be $18 a month. And that's okay. supposed to add in um, select like PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4 games, as well as streaming of old backwards compatible games, including PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP. So cool. Which so that is cool. the thing I'm most excited about, if yes. that's true. Yes. So. Um, sorry, it's PlayStation Plus uh, Essential, which is the one that okay. we're on, like that, mm-hmm. that I'm on right now. Yeah. PlayStation Plus Extra, which will add 400 yeah. playable games for PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. and PlayStation 5. And that is about $15 a month. Yeah, $15 a month. Now, again, the yearly prices are much cheaper, like overall, like you oh, would yeah, say, you buy over a year. Um, and then PlayStation Plus Premium, like Dan said, it will add another 340 games. So altogether, you'll have 700 plus games available on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Uh, to play and there uh, a lot of them will be the backwards uh, compatible game kind of you know what i mean so like there'll be the playstation 1 playstation 2 ps3 and psp games as well uh which i think you're right dan that is probably the most exciting announcement that they had now they did also mention that they were going to do both streaming and download options not a fan of the streaming options uh Me because neither. i think that's kind of shitty but if but, you have the Go ahead, finish what you're saying. Yeah, you have the broadband. Like I was going to say, like in Ireland in particular, sometimes it, the yeah. fucking internet is shit. My experience uh, with PlayStation Now streaming isn't great. Um, hmm. And I don't understand why they can't just add downloads. Like, why Why not? You download um, it, yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly on that marketing they put out, it says for like the PS5 games through streaming. Customers hmm. can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PC. I feel like there was a different bit that said that the games that are going to be like newer games are going to be streaming almost specifically. I felt like that was a part of it. And that made me go, ooh, especially like a PS5 game. I'll probably be a rare breed in this, but that actually doesn't bother me much because typically I'm going to stick with what I have, which is like the PS Plus or whatever now and the Essential or whatever. Um, Because if I have a game I want to play, I buy it. And then I mm. use, you know, the PS Plus to obviously play online if I need to. But all the, like, the excess games, I don't have time for that. <laughs> if I have a game I want to play, I buy it and I play it. And then all the extras and all the excess, which is super, they're, they're great. I've never taken advantage of a PS Now game, ever. So I'm okay Same, but that. I just don't like PS Now. I've not really had a great experience with that because a lot of that Correct. is streaming, but... It- but- the game counterpoint, pass. but Game Pass. Yeah, go ahead. yeah I was going <laughs> to no, say, but I was game emphasizing pass your is, point. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking unreal. Like, Game Pass is so good because I have been introduced or been um, uh, exposed, like exposed to 
Yeah, that's right. There's a, I was the exact word I was looking for is exposed. I've been exposed to more games that I wouldn't have even thought of trying. Tunic, for example, looked amazing. Did I want to buy it? Did I want to play it? Probably not. But I've picked it up on Game Pass. Like I saw it on Game Pass. I was like, oh, this looks great. Downloaded it and played it and I'm addicted. It's so good. I love oh, is it's Game so good. Pass uh, monthly subscription service through Xbox. Yes, yes it is. Yes. And you can, yeah. uh, the one that I have is um, Game Pass Ultimate. So it's Xbox and PC. Is it like yeah. PS Now, essentially? It's way better and different. Way, right, PS but like now. the the structure. Similar, yeah, yes. Um, but tiny. also, okay. if you have Game Pass Ultimate, it also folds in Xbox Gold. So it's the plus plus now. Right. Okay. It's, right. it's that combo deal. Yep, okay. But you yeah, can yeah, exactly. get Game Pass standalone. The Ultimate is the combo package deal. Yeah, I've just heard a lot about like great things about Game Pass. Obviously, I'm a PlayStation player. I don't okay. do Xbox. I don't have it. Uh, my fiance has it. I've never really played an Xbox like ever, except maybe once ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the PlayStation but, thing, <laughs> went, right. you could There's... play Xbox games on your PC with Game Pass. Yeah, that would require a gaming PC. Yeah. <laughs> but you can stream. You can stream too. Like Game Pass also includes game streaming through XCloud, and it works yeah. surprisingly well. Like, wow, so they're much better than everything that Sony is offering right now. Which is why That's... I think Sony has been pushed to make this decision. Um, the other thing is like like Xbox, I haven't really been introduced to um, this kind of style of gameplay or um, game structures, right? Through streaming services like Xbox and s- since mm. the last year maybe, right? So only in the last year have I ever been experienced, sorry, experienced Game Pass. And it's so good. And then I was like, why the fuck doesn't PlayStation have something like this? It's so good. And then, of course, it does have PlayStation now, mm-hmm. but I've never been a big fan of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really enjoy streaming games. The, the internet here is kind of shitty. So I never really liked it. And I always stayed away from Xbox because I thought the majority of games on Xbox just didn't suit me. I wasn't Correct. into Call of Duty. I wasn't into FIFA. I wasn't Halo. into anything like that. Yeah, I wasn't into Those Halo. Those games were all on PlayStation 2. <laughs> I know, I know. But to be fair, when I was being marketed to... A lot of my marketing was through like Crash Bandicoot and fucking Spyro yeah. and stuff like that. Like I never really played Link either, which is Nintendo. And Xbox like, I owns just... those now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers. Um, but I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna gonna pick this I up, and we have one. And I thought I'm gonna pick up um, Xbox Game Pass specifically because I built the gaming PC, and it's just changed everything. So PlayStation Plus with this kind of new upgrade, I'm very much looking forward to. I do want to get your take, though, Dan, on PlayStation Premium, which obviously does include the backwards uh, compatible games like the PlayStation 2, PlayStation uh, 1 games, etc. Obviously, Xbox has always been backwards compatible, which is beautiful. But I want to know, Xbox currently only has 100 playable titles at the moment on Game Pass. Whereas it's, this PlayStation Plus will marketing, have... but Game Pass has more than 100 games on it. Hmm, they always say this will be... 100 plus. True. But true, there true. are more than 100 games on Game Pass. This is going to be 700 plus. Jesus. True. Um, so first of all, I want to start off by saying I'm so happy that they're listing like retro game stuff on here. It may not be all that great because if it's if it's what's already available, it's yeah. not a lot. If you look at PlayStation mm-hmm. Now right now, yeah, true. I think there's maybe a dozen PS2 games. Mm-hmm. Um, the vast majority of PlayStation now is PS3 games and a, mm-hmm. a good selection of PS4 games. 
no PS1 games, but they had all the backwards compatible PS1 games on the PS3. PS3, so yes. The first iteration maybe, of PS3, I believe. Yeah, so maybe they're kind of bringing that back. This is the thing I wanted most from PlayStation. I wanted them to turn PS Now into a legacy platform. Yeah. I wanted PS Now to host all of their old retro games that they could possibly muster. But yes. then again, PlayStation's always been like, we're not worried about classic games. We're not worried about backwards compatibility. We're doing our own thing. And now here mm-hmm. they are doing it anyways. Mm-hmm. But I hope that it is good. I hope that it delivers on what I want from it. As far as the number, um, I think that's to be seen as far as what that those numbers actually mean. Like PlayStation now does have a pretty large number of games on it. But if you look at that library, it's not super impressive. Yeah. It it never really has been month to month. Yeah. So, and now PlayStation now like game pass has a similar system of the games cycle and rotate in and out. They're never there permanently. And that's part of like how those systems and subscription services work is they pay like a license to have X game for X amount of time. Right. And right. if a game's doing particularly well, maybe they renew that license. Maybe they keep it going. Um, like some games have been on Game Pass since it started and not Xbox exclusive games. Um, mm, sure. Some games come and go. Like Red Dead Redemption was on Game Pass for a while. You know, Grand Theft Auto was on Game Pass for a while. And so mm-hmm. with Game Pass, does that mean you have to download the game and then you own it? After you have it on Game Pass? You don't own it, but you have okay. access to it for as long as it's on Game on Pass. Game Pass. Okay. And when if you have a Game Pass membership, you can d- buy the game at a discount as well. And then it's streamed like no, you locally download off. You download you do it. Download it. Okay. Yeah, you, that's you what I prefer. It, yeah. In Game Pass, you download the game. Or mm-hmm. something that I've been taking advantage of a lot lately is if you have Game Pass Ultimate, uh, a lot of games now have cloud on console, you can stream it to your console. So a lot of times, if I want to try a game before I download it, I'll do the cloud stream and I'll play it for a little while. And sometimes I'm like, okay, cool. This is fun, but not for me. I'm done. Or yeah. like small games like uh, Unpacking. Great game. Highly recommend it. Cute super game. chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super fun. I play that, that entire game start to finish by streaming it through the cloud mm. on game, Xbox. It's and that's so a, good. That's a service specifically to Game Pass Ultimate. Like you don't get it otherwise. And it's so it works. Like my experience with PS now is hit or miss. That's probably why I don't really use it or like it because when I first started it, it was awful. Like I could not play any. It hasn't of the gotten games much better. <laughs> okay, well then <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> I was very annoyed because like I want legacy games, especially like Ratchet and Clank. If you want to yeah. play Ratchet and Clank on your PlayStation now, you have to use PS Now. Um and it streams and it's even with my really good internet connection, I had lag and uh, button input lag. There was delays and like audio glitches. And my most least favorite thing is if you pause a game that's streaming and you leave it alone for 15 minutes, it ends the stream. And you could potentially oh, lose shit. any save files yeah, yeah. or any save data. And it's like I've been burned by that a couple of times. Well, like, no. And then rage quit. Yeah. Right. Fucking, I would. Oh. But last time game, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, I already play pay for PlayStation Plus. I already pay for PlayStation Now, so I'm gonna yeah. be one of those people that gets like rolled into the package deal. Yeah, yeah, true, sure, true. Sure. Are you upset, Kate? I heard him growl at me. Oh no! Sorry. Attention. <laughs> it's because I'm talking very uh, passionately. passionately. He always, 
he he gets into Animatively. it. Um, yeah. So my dog has been asleep in between my legs this entire time. I will Aww. definitely be. Go. Uh, I will be waiting with bated breath to see what they offer and see yeah. how it delivers. The not getting PlayStation exclusives day one is definitely a big. Because mm, mm-hmm. Xbox is doing it. So. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, mm. I've seen a lot of people try to say, well, place the new PlayStation Plus isn't a Game Pass competitor. Like, then what is it if it's not a Game Pass it's competitor? 100% a Game Pass competitor. Yeah. But Sony says it's not. Oh, it absolutely not. is. Anyways. Why would Sony come out and say, oh, I feel like Sony just shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. And it's yeah. because, like, Sony will probably take this on and be like, no, this is a premium service. Like, we don't compete with anybody because, like, we're a standalone. I was like, no, Game Pass exists. You're going well, to compete yeah. with Game Pass. Sony is a very egotistical company as well. So, yeah. Shh, they're going to hear you. My bad. <laughs> will Smith is going to come in and slap me. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to start hiring. <laughs> no. Feel that single um, out of your face? Excuse <laughs> me. Um, it was a slap. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, they have the, the battle with Disney over the Marvel characters, Spider Man, and sure. stuff like that. So they, they like to hold their ground. So, of course, they're not going to say, hey, we listened to you guys and we know that you wanted something like Game Pass. So here it is. They're not going to say that. No, they're never going to admit defeat. Again, like yeah. I said, they said they weren't going to worry about backwards compatibility, but yet. Oh, hey. <laughs> here we are. Here we yeah. are. We've wanted this for so long as well. Like, yeah. I can't even tell you how many times I wanted to pick up some PlayStation 1 games and just play them on my current gen console, and they just couldn't. And it's so frustrating to me. Um, so I'm really, really excited to have this back. I'm so excited. I, I want to see what titles they're going to put on there. Because I'm like, if you're going yeah. to just put on, like, three games, that's not what you said <laughs> i was like no no yeah. you have to go fucking full hog at this like i want to see some random ass shit on playstation one please you got to keep in mind like that's 700 games there's probably going to be three to four hundred of those games are going to be teeny tiny little shit games Correct. yeah the ones that are yeah. on playstation now now that yeah, it's like it's i don't want to play any of these <laughs> 340 games altogether extra for the backward compatible games. So it's like PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, oh, it's PS3, specifically, and PS okay. Now. now I'm curious about the PSP too. Extra. PSP has some pretty good, good bangers on there. Like Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. And there's some yeah, good true. monster. Anyways, we've gone we've gone long on this. <laughs> we could probably go Anyway, longer, sorry, sure. we have. We have gone past the time. Thank you so much. You want to take us home, Dan? I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all in all, I can't freaking wait for this Hogwarts game. Yes, that's how, that's how we're going to end this. Uh, we're all excited Damn for right. Hogwarts Legacy. We all can't wait. And you can tell us how excited you are for Hogwarts Legacy at thereplayerpodcast.com. Leave comments on our posts on couchsoup.com, where you can listen to our wonderful podcast and read articles by fellow contributors at couchsoup.com. Um, yeah, I'm Dan. Thank you, Pagan. Thank you, Michelle, for this wonderful Bam. Harry Potter Hogwarts-themed conversation. I'm so sure, long like, and game over. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, probably not the last time we're going to be discussing this game on this, this, I'm sure. this show. Uh, no. And I'm sure we'll have you back. <laughs> Come I back in six months when we're having the exact same conversation when we're playing the game. <laughs> oh, my God, yes! <laughs> I so know, my gosh. It's always a joy. It's always fun. Thanks for having uh, me. Thanks for, Thank no, thanks for coming on. Thank you. And that's game over. <laughs> so long, folks. Doom, doom, Bye! Doom, doom. <laughs>
Aw, thanks. That was awesome. Yeah. Wait, are those are those Harry Potter effects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a full script. Oh, hold on, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah. I want to record oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm recording. Oh, great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. I'll just get right into it then. Yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the. Okay, do you want me to go again? Oh Before. shit! Do you have a Ravenclaw scarf? Go record. Oh, I have a. Sorry, sorry. Honey, bring me, throw me my Gryffindor scarf, please. No, oh, just come on. Wait, I have a Gryffindor scarf, but I'm not Gryffindor. It's hanging in the closet. Okay, hold on. Wait. <laughs> oh, no, you're ruining my bit. Shit. Honey, hurry up, please. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question. What is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.